Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. It's that time again, Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester, and hello to all of our online listeners from across the nation and around the globe, and you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it is Wednesday, January 26, 2022. So uh, nice to have you all with me. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot on Elm right in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels you've heard so much about and have uh, probably experienced, uh, hopefully. But if you haven't yet, you need to get on over there. Uh, they also have an assortment of craft beer, and uh, the service is great. The food is great. Such a wonderful family that owns and operates it. This is what they posted uh, today on social media. Attention pretzel lovers, have you tried our five different pretzel flavors yet? There's traditional garlic basil, uh, Asiano, am I saying that correctly? Asiano, Asiago rather, Asiago, Parmesan, I don't know, uh, Cool Ranch, and everything, yes, everything is a flavor. Uh, freshly baked and served with a choice of dipping sauce. Don't forget, tomorrow is trivia night with Bill Sini. Starts promptly at 7 p.m. Be there or be square. And hoppy hours, because it's the hop knot, uh, are uh, 4 to 7 p.m. So there you go. The hop knot. Wonderful to uh, have them as a sponsor. And they have a lot coming up in uh, 2022. Let's see. Uh, let me give the number 603-250-6007 if you'd like to join us today. 603-250-6007. You can also uh, text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt 
at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. But uh, let's say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Jenny is first one in and says, Shalom, peeps. By the way, uh, programming note for you, it is Wednesday, which means tonight Jenny will be appearing on the Charles Richardson Show. Uh, Jenny recently became an official, one of the official co-hosts on that show, so she's on there. Charles is on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Jenny is on every Wednesday and Friday, not Mondays, unless she uh, she does uh, end up making an appearance. But every Wednesday and Friday, she's on there uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. online, the Charles Richardson Show. So uh, you can check that out tonight. Uh, Rocky Huber is in the chat room and says, what's up, family? What's up, Rocky? Easy G Eric Agnon joins us. Hello, Easy G, our retired entertainment reporter. Um, Easy G, uh, I think it's been deleted. It was removed from Facebook. Perhaps Eric removed it himself. But uh, there was a uh, picture on uh, that uh, Easy G shared out earlier where, uh, it, it, you know, he looked a bit androgynous, if we can use that term. Uh, it caused uh, it was the cause of some speculation. Uh, Rocky Huber says, I miss Easy G. I remember this time we went into the mall and he saw his dad and he literally ran out of the mall so his dad wouldn't see him. Uh, this was last year. True story. Yes, yes. Well, apparently, you know, they weren't uh, weren't getting along. Um, when we uh, did the Miracle on Elm Street event at the bonfire, uh, I was hoping EZG would show up, but instead his dad was there, which is probably why EZG was not there if they're avoiding each other. My goodness. Uh, let's see. Jenny says, miss you, EZG. We all miss EZG. Uh, EZG says, that's something you should not say. Come on, man. Oh, I think uh, Eric, of course, uh, evoking the words of our president, uh, Joseph Robinette Biden. That's his middle name, by the way. Did you know that? Robinette. But he likes to say that. Come on, man. Mike Palapita joins us in the chat. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH 95.3 FM, Queen City Cabinetry. Of course, in the historic Sunbeam Mall, named for the great General Sunbeam, the greatest military mind since sliced bread. He did win the war, although I have heard rumor of his statue being removed. I don't know if that's true. Eric says, I love me some hopknots. And hello, here's a new name in the uh, Facebook live chat, Mark Flanagan, who says, good morning from Sydney, Australia. Well, uh, good morning to you, Mark. So in Australia, it is morning. Well, we do have, uh, as I always say, listeners from across the nation and around the globe as we are uh, transcontinental. Rocky says, and just like that, a new EZG scandal is born. Oh, that's true. I mean, if if that uh, picture EZG posted earlier uh, could be considered scandalous. Yes, yes. And Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont says, I don't miss Easy. He hurt my feelings. Oh, that must be what the scandal is. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Melanie. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. And uh, Eric Street joins us in the... Uh, Oh, that's a great idea, Eric. Eric Street joins us in the chat room and says, this can be the Australian morning show. Yes, yes. Welcome to the morning show with Matt Connerton live in Australia. I like it. That's good thinking, Eric. That is very good thinking, Eric Street. 
Uh, let's see. We have much to discuss, my friends. Uh, there is uh, a million things going on. And I want to, uh, one of the things, oh, hello to Miriam Banish, who joins us in the chat. Miriam says, it took ages for me to figure out that photo was Eric with a filter, LOL. Oh, that was Eric with a filter. I figured he'd actually slapped on some lipstick. I wasn't going to make any judgments. I support uh, EZG and all of his choices. But uh, let me give the number one more time, and then I want to get into some things. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. I do want to talk about uh, Russia, and uh, as that continues to be a fast-moving story, and not particularly in a good way. However, uh, this uh, we won't spend a lot of time on, but I have to say, well, here, this is the story. This is from People.com, but it's being reported everywhere. Boston Hospital will not perform heart transplant for man who refuses to get COVID-19 vaccine. Have you heard about this? DJ Ferguson, a 31-year-old father of two with a third child on the way, is in desperate need of a new heart, but he, quote, doesn't really believe in the COVID-19 vaccine, his father said. Now, we'll get into the uh, the story here. It's not, not very long, but um, let me just say, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, uh, I, I, I'm very critical of, of anti-vaxxers, as you know, if you're a regular listener uh, of the show, but in a, in a twisted, dark way, man, I mean, this guy really is uh, standing, uh, standing by his convictions. <laughs> um, but it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's kind of a new twist on something that we've seen. You know, there are some people, there are anti-vaxxers who find themselves in a situation where they get COVID and they end up in the hospital. Maybe they end up intubated. They're on a breathing tube, whatever it is. And uh, some of them, you know, will kind of have a come to Jesus moment, you know, when they're uh, in a position where they might actually be meeting Jesus face to face very soon, where uh, they'll, you know, if, if that's your bag, if you believe that, where they will say, um, you know, I, I, I made a mistake. I, I should have gotten vaccinated. I should have taken this more seriously, and I should have gotten vaccinated. Um, there has also been this interesting phenomenon, and these are the true believers, or I should say the true non-believers, who even as they're in a hospital bed getting ready to die from COVID-19, they'll say, nope, nope, I still, uh, I still don't think this is real, or no, I don't regret not getting vaccinated. I, uh, I, I guess, you know... And 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 they're wrong and they're foolish, but I, I I understand. I think I understand the psychology in their minds. You know, part of it might just be denial, but part of that might be too that um, they they feel that um, believing in science or or modern medicine or their uh, w- would be you know giving in to the the the, the communist you know those commie Democrats and their 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 science. You know, or, uh, you know, they, they think it's so they think it's unpatriotic. They think it's so unpatriotic to get vaccinated, you know, because the government wants you to. Therefore, obviously, it's uh, it's unpatriotic to actually do it. So therefore, they um, they convince themselves that they're giving up. It, it, it's worth giving up their own life for uh, for their love of country. You know, um, it's like uh I heard somebody saying, well, you know, these people aren't happy to die. 
you know, it's like, well, I think some of them actually probably are not happy to die, but some of them I think are, are okay with it because, you know, they really believe they're giving their life for their country, for, uh, for Patriot, you know, better, better dead than red. Right. But this guy is taking it to a whole new level. This guy is actually going to die. He is so committed to being an anti-vaxxer. He's actually willing to die by not getting a heart transplant. And again, I'm sure he thinks he's going to be rewarded in the afterlife for his patriotism. Uh, but, I mean, hey, I'll tell you what. If you're, I, I mean, talk about putting it all on the line, buddy. You know, I mean, good luck to you. I mean, he'll be dead soon, but oh, whatever. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello, Matt. It's Polly C. Polly C. How are you feeling? I'm doing all right. <clears throat> I'm hanging in there. Yes. Um, and uh, you know why I'm hanging in there, Matt? Because you're vaccinated? Because I'm vaccinated and I'm boosted. I'm yes. sitting here and I feel um, tired and fatigued. Um, if I stand up and move around for too long of a time, I just feel more tired and fatigued. Yeah. And um, I sit down and I rest, which is what I've been doing. And I make sure to eat and stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm going to get through it. And, you know, as you know, I posted publicly on Facebook yesterday that it's because I got COVID that I'm not doing my radio show. Mm -hmm. And I got a message from a friend of mine who uh, I've known for probably about 10 years now. And uh, she commented on my post i don't know if you saw it that um she wants me to please stay healthy and she's very very glad that i got vaccinated because she just lost her husband uh two weeks ago to covid yeah uh, and i knew him as well um in fact i knew him before i knew her and um i was shocked i was shocked now I don't know if this person was vaccinated or not. Um, I do know their, uh, their political opinions on things, um, which is one of the reasons why I really wasn't following this person on Facebook. I don't really <laughs> follow anybody on Facebook who posts a lot of political stuff, Matt. It's just yeah. I, no matter what they believe in, I don't go to Facebook for people to soapbox on my newsfeed about how they feel about politics. It's just not my thing. There's, yeah. there's a time and a place for everything. And for me personally, social media is a, is a platform for me to promote the radio show and, yeah. and connect with friends who I haven't seen in a long, long time. And that's pretty much it, you know? Um, but when she told me this, uh, that he passed away, I was just sitting here so grateful that I was able to go out and get my, my shots. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been putting off my booster for so long, uh, only because I've been way, way too busy, too busy to do anything until I realized that I'm allowed, I'm allowed actually where I work to go get a booster. So uh, that's what I did, uh, almost two weeks ago now. And then, uh, this past Wednesday, last week, a week ago today, or actually it was Thursday, uh, that's when I started getting really run down. I felt like I was getting a, a flu. You know, I got yeah. chilly and I was freezing, but I was sweating and I laid down and it was like that for quite a few days, but it's, uh, it's eased up. 
and I seem to be uh, going in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, the fatigue and the tired feeling won't go away, but uh, it will eventually based on yeah. people who've reached out to me and uh, talked to me about what they went through. So I'm just very, very glad uh, that uh, I was boosted. This isn't about politics. This is about people living and dying. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to die, no matter what political slant you have in your life, just like Facebook, there's a time and a place for everything. In a pandemic, there's no place for politics. Mm -hmm. You do what the medical professionals tell you to do if you want to live. Yep. And if you want to climb up on your soapbox and incorporate politics into this and not get shots or not get boosted, well, you will be a martyr for your own stupid beliefs. Mm -hmm. Well said, Paul. Uh, yeah. I'm living proof that uh, the booster works. I'm sitting here. And I feel, I feel like, uh, well, I described how I feel on Facebook, but you know yeah. what? There are people dying, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to die. Right. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be one of the people who gets through this because I got a booster. So please, listen to Matt. Listen to the CDC. Listen to everybody who tells you to go get boosted because it's going to save your life. Mm -hmm. And then you can get back on your platform and, and spew your, your crap. Not you. you, know, you know. I, know, I know. I know what you mean. Yes, I, I do. Yeah. All right, Matt. I am going to go uh, back and lay down and listen to your show. Keep it up. Big uh, fan. All right. Have a good day. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Hey, we will be back. We will be back on the air with Retro Spectrum Radio a week from this Friday. A week okay? from Friday. That sounds great. All right, Paul. All, all right. right, brother. Get, take care. All right. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right. That is our friend Paul E.C., of course, from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., Friday nights at 7.30 here from the studios of WMNH. And, uh, yes, uh, Paul has been uh, been sick with COVID, but I'm, I'm really glad he's vaccinated and boosted, of course. And, uh, you know, so he knows he's going to be – he's going to get through it. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's Charles. How you doing? Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida. How are you, my friend? I think I just need to jolt this with a little bit of an energy boost with my voice and uh, upbeat personality. Paulie, no offense, man. You need a energy drink or something, man. But get better, though, seriously. Yeah, yeah. He's just got to uh, – I mean, I would imagine when you're feeling this uh, badly with the, the fatigue from COVID, even, uh, you know, probably all the caffeine in the world is, uh, is not going to help you. You'd be surprised, or man. You'd be surprised. <laughs> And that's coming. But, that's coming from a caffeine addict who's uh, saying this. But anyway, yeah. But you, so, you, you, so you don't want I, too much. I, I want to. I want to call in and play the good cop, bad cop on what Paulie C just said. Okay. So here's the here's the thing. And now I understand Paulie C. Great, you're not getting as bad as somebody that may be dying. And I know the records show that they're in the 90s, what 96, 97 percent of the people in the hospital that are suffering really badly are unvaccinated mm -hmm. however there is one person that is not vaxxed that has covid currently and you may know her she's a co-host on my show her name is karen oh and she's against the vaccination wearing masks only as absolutely necessary and she just had a little bit of a congestion, cough, achy, you know, her and David got it as well. So mm -hmm. it's running rampant in the house, but 
she's okay. Good. She's not going to the hospital unvaccinated. Yeah. So with the numbers, I understand the numbers. The numbers, and also don't forget, I think both sides of the pond, numbers could be inflated by whoever wants to publish them. Um, what, what do we know is true anymore? But if these numbers are true, I agree that I think vaccinated definitely is, errs on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. But it's not in, for everybody going to be the saving grace. Like Karen, she's unvaccinated, doesn't like wearing masks, so she probably goes to a lot of the convenience stores and the stores without a mask because I don't need to. Yep, she's but, probably like, doctors' offices and stuff, and like, the doctors' it, hospitals spreading it around. Yep. Make you wear those. Yep. But um, just want to say, it's like when you get one person like Paulie C, who is vaccinated, gets COVID, and you know he's doing okay, just you know just you know, worn out, but then you have somebody else in the similar predicament didn't get vaccinated. So the question remains, and everybody's going to have that statement, too, that's already on their soapbox. They're going to say, well, I got it, or, or somebody got it, and I knew them, and they weren't vaccinated. They were fine. You want to play Russian roulette with getting the vac- with, with, with getting COVID and open your body is as well adjusted to it like Karen is? Or do you want to have that extra backup just in case your body is not up to par? Right. It's not worth the risk. That's like, something to think about. Like you said, it's Russian roulette, you know, and Karen's uh, Karen's fortunate. And I'm, I'm glad she's, it sounds like she's going to be okay. Although one of the insidious things about COVID, and this may be, this, I think this is less the case with Omicron, uh, in contrast with previous variants. But, you know, sometimes people, people who are unvaccinated, they get sick. It's not too bad. They think they're okay. They start to feel better. And then all of a sudden they start to feel even worse than they did initially. And it's kind of a roller coaster. So I hope that doesn't happen to her. But that does happen to some unvaccinated people. They get it. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay with it. And then they get really seriously ill. So, but yeah, like well, you, it's, it's only it's it's only been a week that she's found. She told me exactly this day last week. She tested her and David tested positive for COVID. So yeah. Um. So I, I went ahead and put in the mandatory Charles Richardson show mandate rule. You, you need to stay off the show for fourteen days unless you can do it remotely. So. Yeah. Um, it's sad because she won't be on tonight or tomorrow, and that's where you know it wraps around my birthday. But. uh it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll save her a piece of cake for when she does come back, like in the first part of February. Oh, so she actually, that's, I forgot about that. So she actually goes there to, and, and does the show with you, right? Yes, correct. Oh, She's gotcha. the only one that actually travels to uh, come do the show. Heather, uh, Dirk Don, uh, Bad Billy when he does it, even, you know, of course, Christian, you know, he doesn't travel. But I'm just saying, it's like, you know, that they're all remotes, but Karen is live in studio. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you, you, uh, well, you, you made the, the correct and obvious choice. Yes. Uh, you want to keep her away, keep her away from you and your so, family. <laughs> of course. I just want, I, I just want to go ahead and, and state Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I lean towards the vaccination, even though before I was like uneasy about it, I wasn't sure about it. Then the numbers started rolling in. And again, even with what I just said, numbers can be influenced by anybody. So, and that's the, that's the scary part, but I, I'm trusting the numbers. 
And I went ahead and, you know, with a little bit of, you know, you know family forcing me to do it, but <laughs> I still did it and I got yeah. boosted. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad, Charles. I still say, I, I still say it's everybody's decision. I don't hate you for your decision. You can go ahead and do what you want. I'm just saying, think about it. Mm-hmm. With the stuff that you put in your body, I know it's, it's been approved which I, I put that in with a star asterisk after it, but it's still something that you should take. You know, I would do risk reward. And I think the, 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 the reward outweighs the risk in getting it. Um, yep. I haven't turned into a zombie yet. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, you know, I haven't gone like, you know, a third leg or anything else that, you know, I, so, so far so good. In regards to that, what happens 10 to 15 years down the line? Hey, things change. Things change. Now we have an Omicron 2.0 or something out, out there. Well, there is that. that, uh, yeah. that we're, we're trying to figure out. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's crazy. So you don't know what's going to happen in five or 10 years. But right now in the immediate future, because right now in the immediate future, people are perishing because mm-hmm. of either their decisions to protect themselves, stay socially distanced, mask yourself. Uh, um, it just, you know, sanitize yourself, wash your hands, be clean for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. That's not something that should, we automatically say, oh my God, I didn't think we should be clean. Yeah. Wash your hands. And those, you know, stop uh, touching your face all the time. And those good, uh, those good health habits, Charles, will keep you from getting sick with other things too. Like, you know, like colds and flus and things like that. Not only, not just COVID, exactly. but, but everything, you know, you'll, you'll be healthier in general. Uh, if if you do yep. those things, yep, absolutely. It's a circle of life. It's the circle of life. Well, I thought I'd go ahead and weigh in. Don't forget, listen tonight, Wednesday yes. and Fridays and Mondays, my show, seven to nine p.m. right there on ipmnation.com. All right, very good, Charles. Thank you for the call, my friend. Yeah, take care. All right, take care. Bye bye. All right, that was uh, Charles Richardson from the Charles Richardson Show. And as I mentioned earlier, Jenny is uh, one of the co-hosts on that program. That'll be on tonight, seven to nine online. And um, let's see, 603-250-6007 is a number if you'd like to call in. 603-250-6007. But uh, here, we'll come back to this story. There's there's some comments uh, in the uh, Facebook live chat on this uh, topic. Let's see. So, you know, we were starting to talk about this guy who uh, who's he's going to die. He, you know, obviously he uh, this 31 year old man in Boston who needs a heart transplant and he's been taken off the list. He was uh, set to go, but now he's been taken off the list because he refuses to get vaccinated and, uh, you know, being committed to that anti-vax. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. 
Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, ideology he feels so strongly about it he's going to give his life he's going to die for uh for his belief in being an anti-vaxxer um yeah jenny says uh that's not new you have to agree to certain things before they give you an organ yeah because from what i understand when you get any kind of an organ transplant you know your immune system is going to be pretty vulnerable uh, going through that process. So, you know, it's it, it's quite literally for his own good that he get vaccinated. But uh, he's going to need all the, when you get an organ transplant, you need all the help you can get. Uh, Paul E.C. also, by the way, is in the Facebook live chat and says, hello, sick fan, you know, because he usually says, hello, big fan. Uh, Rocky Uber says he won't get injected with a vaccine, but he wants to get injected with a new heart. Sorry, no heart for you, LOL. Yeah, I mean, that part of it's pretty remarkable, too. So apparently he's so skeptical of, he's so skeptical of modern medicine that he doesn't want anything to do with that vaccine. Oh, but he'll go through the ordeal of a heart transplant. That he's comfortable with. Yeah, it's just incredible. But this is why I always say ideology is so toxic because, um, you know, it, it, it it makes you make terrible choices. I mean, I'm sorry. But this is not this is this is not a matter of opinion that this guy is a fool. This is a fact. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? This guy needs a heart transplant, but because he insists on being an anti-vaxxer, he's going to die. I mean, if he's so convinced that the vaccine is going to do him harm, um you know, at least in his mind, the vaccine's not going to do him any harm. Pretty damned unlikely. But he's made the calculation in his mind, apparently, that this vaccine is so dangerous to him that he might as well just not get the heart transplant and die anyway, I guess. But this is what ideology does. It makes you do dumb things, and this man is a fool. And again, that is not my opinion that this man is a fool. That is a fact. I will stand by that. That is a statement of fact. I cannot imagine any counter-argument for what I'm saying about this guy, this heart transplant patient. Charles Richardson, by the way, also in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Charles. Miriam Banish says, It is worth giving their life to die, but not worth wearing a mask and getting vaccinated for his country. Well, you know, Miriam, you know what he'd probably say? Hey, what about freedom and liberty? You know? Uh, Chris Poirier joins us in the uh, Facebook live chat, a a great local comedian who's been on the show. Hello, Chris. Also known as uh, Crispy. Uh, Melanie says, ha ha, if he is Christian, he won't get the 40 virgins waiting for him when he dies. What a loser. I guess, you know, because this guy's willing to martyr himself, apparently. Uh, Chris Poirier says, I believe in science and facts. Oy vey, get vaxxed and boosted and save others. Right. You do it not only for yourself, but to uh, so you don't uh, harm others who you're spreading it to. 
Stefan Philbrook joins us in the chat and says, give the heart to someone more deserving. Let him die a paper martyr. Absolutely. Uh, Miriam says, so sorry you're sick, Polly. See? Miriam also says, the virus doesn't care if people believe. That's true. You can you can be skeptical uh, all you want. You can not believe in COVID-19 all you want to. But COVID believes in you, and it's just waiting to get into your system and mess you up. Stephen Philbrook says, I as well have had my booster. Apparently, uh, the side effect... Apparently, the side effect I have, people have noted that I'm less a-hole-ish. I had to clean that up a little bit for FM radio. <laughs> Melanie Law Liberty says, oh, this is uh, referring to um, uh, Charles's uh, co-host, Karen, you know, who, who is anti-vax and refuses to wear a mask and who has COVID. Melanie says she may pass it to someone who would have to go to the hospital or die. I don't understand how anyone would feel this is okay. Well, yeah, it, uh, I mean, that's the thing that I've noticed consistently with anti-vaxxers is they, they don't seem to care, uh, you, you know. And, I mean, I, I know Karen from the show, and she seems like a perfectly nice person but um, from Charles's show. But, um, but anti-vaxxers just don't seem to, if you present that argument to them, well, you know, okay, you don't want to do this, but don't you want to protect others? Uh, they don't seem to care, I guess. I guess the whole... That whole freedom and liberty thing means uh, I only have to care about me. I don't have to care about anyone else. Because when you're a real American, you only care about yourself. That's what America's all about. <laughs> Selfishness and narcissism. That's what a real patriot is, right? I mean, that's just their attitude about it. They don't care. that You know, you could... <laughs> you could you could show them evidence that they've they've passed it to other people at a super spreader event, and they just... No, they don't want to hear it. doesn't matter to them. Does not matter to them. Uh, Melanie says, or they are perishing because of someone else's choice and the consequence of that person exposing them. Um, <laughs> Rocky says, sounds like the typical Florida response. Oh, no, let's not pick on the Sunshine State. Now, Charles is from Florida, and we love Charles. Uh, Melanie says, the elderly and disabled should not be collateral damage because of the quote-unquote freedom of others. Well, I agree with that, Melanie, but, you know, as we've discussed on the show, and also you had uh, shared out a, an opinion piece about that very subject uh, that someone had written the other day, there, there is a strange attitude in this country. Maybe it's not, maybe, I, I don't know if it's strange necessarily, if that's the right word, because it's somewhat predictable, because we tend to, we tend to um, discard people in our culture very easily, you know, uh, people who are old, um, or, or, and, and disabled too, you know, there's this, um, sort of attitude that, uh, I mean, we've really seen it with COVID, but I think it, it was already under the surface. Um, but we've seen it with the pandemic that it's like, oh, this only kills people over a certain age. Oh, it only kills people with underlying conditions. Oh, well then it's no, no big deal. Who cares? And then people try to do this thing where, uh, where they'll say, well, what about the flu? The flu uh, kills old people and people with underlying conditions too. And it's like, okay, but these numbers don't match up. I mean, that is true, but uh, COVID-19 kills exponentially more people uh, than it does uh, the flu. By the way, for any COVID deniers uh, or anti-vaxxers who happen to be listening, uh, the word exponentially means uh, it kills way more people. This for anyone who's confused by uh, big words. Um, 
Tom Blanchard says, boy, she must know more than every doctor in the country. Mm. Um, she probably uh, went online and did her own research. Um, Stefan says, again, this is referring to that heart patient. Uh, what if the heart he was receiving was vaccinated and boosted? <laughs> Would he reject the heart if it came from a vaccinated, boosted person? <laughs> That's funny. Um, that, and actually a, le- a legitimate question, but it is funny. I hadn't thought of that, Stefan. That's that's good. Tom Blanchard says, thin the herd. Um, he also says, as soon as they mention Nazi, I unfriend you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there is that, too, among the anti-vax crowd. You know, all these these, these Nazis that they, they, they want you to get vaccinated. Um. Angela Philbrook joins us in the chat. Hello, uh, Angela. Uh, EZG says, Matt, every day people make choices, sometimes bad or good. Uh, well, that yes, that literally is true. Uh, Charles uh, says, once Karen found out she had the virus, she is starting now to mask up anywhere she goes, even inside her own home, wearing gloves and using paper materials for dinner. Uh, uh, for, oh, for dinnerware, just saying she is taking extra precautions now that she does have the virus. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad she's taking it seriously now that she has it. Um, Melanie says, you are contagious two days prior to having symptoms. She may have exposed people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it'd be nice if anti-vaxxers would at least put on a face mask. So, you know, if they want to not get vaccinated... At least they're not spreading it to other people, but unfortunately, those things don't match up. If you're if you're an anti-vaxer, you're also an anti-masker, typically, and vice versa. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. This is Karen. How are you? Good, Karen. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, first, I just want to say, Polly, I hope you'll get well quickly um, mm. and everything goes well, even long term. And then I just want to say that. I have a problem with people that are out there going percentages and numbers, and these are people's lives that are lost, their futures that are gone, their family members that have empty spaces in their homes now, and and a number is useless. It really doesn't matter, inflated or not inflated. People aren't numbers. Yeah. No, I know what you I know what you mean, Karen, because, by the way, we should clarify for anyone who's confused. This is not the same Karen who is uh, Charles's co-host on his show, just just so everyone knows. But um, <laughs> such a common name. <laughs> Thank but you. I, I, I just, just want to make sure people know you're not the same Karen. Um, so, um, no, but uh, you're you're right w- with what you're saying, because I mean, I, I don't mind talking about numbers because it gives us a gauge on where we are with this and how horrific you, you can use numbers to kind of show people, look at how horrific this is. Look at all the the sickness and death and how clogged our hospitals are and whatnot. So numbers can be used for, but but people use them, people do kind of spin them. So, you know, some people will say, oh, but only, you know, such a small percentage of people actually die. So sometimes people use numbers to to downplay the virus, which I, I wish people would not do. But but I but I think the the broader point that you're you're making Karen and tell me if I understand you correctly and if I do I agree with what you're saying is that um whatever the numbers are don't matter to a family who tonight has an empty seat at their dinner table because someone someone in their family died of covid you know the numbers don't matter to someone who's lost a, a friend or a coworker or, or or whomever to covid um you know you can you can tell someone 
for example, that, you know, the mortality rate, because something I hear a lot from anti-vaxxers and COVID deniers is how how low the mortality rate is. And it's like, okay, but that's that's not of any comfort to someone uh, who has actually lost someone to COVID or and, and it's and it's not any comfort to someone who is currently in an ICU right now with a tube down their throat getting ready to die because most people who end up on a, on a ventilator, the next step is uh, death. So um, it, it's, it's no comfort to them either, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I feel like that's what you're, you're saying. Yep. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. And also what people are not, I mean, they're touting their numbers and their survival rates. Nobody will actually know the long-term from this COVID. There are a lot of people out there with long-term COVID and this also can be lifelong problems that will, you know, affect them for the rest of their lives and can be the comorbidity result of their death in the future. Mm-hmm. So the numbers that everybody are, you know, praising that this is a survival rate and people aren't dying, we will really never know the truth of how many people passed away because of their infection that they got. Yep, that is a an excellent point. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I my, as I had said before, my best friend has long-term COVID. She still does. She got COVID way in the beginning before she could get a vaccination, before there were any type of treatment. So we're going on a good two years, and she still suffers. And, it, you know, there are a lot of people out there that they're not giving you number lovers what's actually going on because they can't so yeah they survived but a lot of people have not recovered fully and may never recover fully so there again their lives and futures can be changed yeah i even think uh, karen that i might fall into that category we'll never know but um you know, you may have heard me tell the story, and I know a lot of listeners listeners who've been with me for a long time have heard this, but on Christmas night 2019, I ended up in the emergency room with difficulty breathing, and this was, we now know that COVID was in the country uh, by then, but we didn't know it at the time, so they didn't know what was going on other than I was clearly having an asthma attack, but I had never had asthma before. And that's a little unusual. Usually asthma is something you're diagnosed with when you're a kid. And some people even grow out of it. Uh, they, uh, but to get to suddenly be to be in my 40s and all of a sudden I have asthma, that's unusual. Um, and I still even now I have to use a maintenance inhaler every morning and I carry a rescue inhaler just in case. And um, so the theory is the theory that I have is I may have had covid. And the COVID uh, permanently damaged my lungs or maybe someday they'll heal and it's, you know, long COVID. But um, but I'm so I may fall into that category because, I mean, it's not unheard of, but it is weird. And my doctor said it's unusual to be my age and and after never having asthma before suddenly have asthma. So it may have been a COVID infection. Right, exactly. And it's, you know, it's things like that, that people aren't, you know, they're like, yeah, so-and-so survived. Yeah, but how? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, asthma will now always be an underlying condition and anything respiratory for you, you know, is two to 10 times can be worse because of that. And that there 
you know, your health care and everything from that point on is affected. And that's what people, you know, like I said, toting their numbers of survival. It depends on what you look at as survival. Mm -hmm. You know, if your life is changed, if your health is changed for the rest of your life, yes, thank God you lived. But, you know, to me, your recovery isn't 100%. And that's what people are now saying. Yes, they survived, but have people really recovered? Right. Those are two different things. Right. And that's much harder to track, you know, how many people have long COVID uh, or, or some sort of permanent damage, as, again, I think I may have. I think I had it and it permanently damaged my lungs. Um, yeah, those are, uh, you know, and I'm not counted as that. I was never even diagnosed with COVID. So so you're right. And and that is an element to this that we we can't really have hard numbers on. But um, but it's far too easy for, for people who want to downplay it to just ignore that part of it. You know, they'll say, oh, look at the, sur- the survival rate is uh, 98% or whatever it is. It's like, okay, but of those people, how many of them have long COVID and are going to uh, and, uh, suffer? I mean, I've, I've read some stories about people who who um, have long COVID who are like not, not just minor symptoms of it either, but they have long COVID and every day is a struggle for them because they just, you know, they got better, but they didn't get better enough and they don't know. Right. And, and they, they don't know if they have, ever will. They even have organ damage, you know, for yeah. heart and kidney and lungs, L- lungs. depending on, yep. uh, you know, depending on how bad the infection was. I mean, this is all stuff that, Yes, the, our healthcare system is having a problem right now, mm-hmm. but with long-term COVID, there is always going to be a problem. And uh, not only not only organ damage, Karen, but but neurological damage, which is really scary. And you know, Jenny was the first one to point this out to me. When 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 you lose your sense of taste or smell, that's that's your brain being affected. That's neurological. That's scary. Um, and, and people who never get, and there are people who never get that back, they get COVID and they lose their sense of taste and, and, and smell and, and they don't, it doesn't come back at like the other symptoms go away, but they still can't taste or smell. That's, that literally is brain damage. That's, that's not something to shrug off either, but, but, uh, no, it's not. And unfortunately, as I said, my best friend, she has the migraines from COVID and she has never gotten her sense of taste or smell back. Yep. Yep. That's, geez, I mean, yeah, that might be the case for the rest of her life. That's, that sucks. Right. It's two years out. So they really don't think she has much of a chance of getting it back at this point. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, yeah. So these are all things to consider when people are, are being dismissive about it. Right, exactly. And I actually, one other thing is I think the saddest thing is I, I read articles and I hear people talk and they're like bragging about being like 19th or 18th or 10th, you know, for death rate in their state. What is so bragging about <laughs> a death rate in your state, you know? Yeah, I know. I know this. Uh, you- this whole experience has taught us some things about human nature that uh, it, it's a little discouraging. <laughs> it is. It is actually. The other day, I was I was talking to someone, and I said, like, I have decided that the Americans I have put into two different categories. There are human beings that are doing whatever we can, you know, to keep each other safe, and then there's the other species. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that don't want to do any of the vaccinations or anything like that to try to help anyone else. And you know what's really sad too, Karen? The other species, as you call them, they think those of us who care and take this seriously, they look at us as though we're the ones who are weak because they see they see caring about other people and they see caring about public health and they see having compassion and empathy for people who are suffering and dying. They see that as a weakness when in reality, they're the ones who are weak because having compassion and caring about other people and, and caring about public health, those, those, are, those are strengths, not weaknesses. But they don't get it. Yeah. They don't get it. They look at us as weak. And I think a lot of them deep down know that they're wrong, but they, they're so frustrated at the, oh, the inconvenience, the terrible indignity about having to put on a face mask for 20 minutes while they do their grocery shopping or whatever it is. So they'd rather scream in some poor minimum wage employee's face about freedom and liberty and I don't have to do this and the Constitution says I don't have to wear a mask and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the reality is they're the ones who are weak because they cannot stand the slightest inconvenience in their lives to help protect other people. So they find ways, they find rationalizations and justifications and excuses, and they make stuff up that they know deep, deep down in the dark recesses of their souls. They know they're wrong. They know COVID is real, and they know that they should be doing things to protect not only themselves, but protect others. But they'll find any excuse they can, any rationalization they can to not have to suffer any inconvenience. And that is weak. They're the ones who are weak. They're the ones who are unpatriotic. They're the ones who are holding us all back. But because they're weak, they look at us as weak. It's true. Well, you know what? You it, to make ones that self feel better they always have to point at someone else and say it's your problem i'm the good one so that mm-hmm. you know that's understandable of their human nature or or their species yes so. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right well i i've said my piece i do, i would say i apologize if i've offended anybody but i really i can't if i've offended people that don't want to help each other out. I am not sorry. I, you know, I'm not saying don't get treatment. I'm not, I'm just, there is COVID exhaustion, but I think it's COVID exhaustion of this other species. Yes. I'm tired of COVID and and protecting. I don't like masks. I don't like all that stuff either, Mm -hmm. but that's not what is making me exhausted. It's listening to the stupidity of these moronic species that just won't help each other out. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, you have a great show and an evening. All right, Karen. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. All right. That was uh, Karen. Always nice to hear from Karen. That does open up a line for you. 603-250-6007. Uh, Miriam Banish in the chat says, "I think people forget that there are children who are medically fragile." Well, yeah, but Miriam, again, it's not a matter of forgetting. It's a matter of not caring. Uh, a lot of people just don't care. Don't, they just don't care. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? I'm Matt. Ron, how you doing, bud? Good, Ron. How are you? Good show tonight. Uh, very, very interesting. I, uh, Thank you. 
I wonder now, <clears throat> I, ha- I tend to agree with you, and I know you don't always like that. You'd rather have someone not agree with you if they <laughs> have a reason. But sure. I tend to agree with you. The hospital's responsibility to provide that limited amount of donations to the to the uh, to the strongest possible candidate, and uh, you know that just makes sense. It's sad that the guy's choosing what he did, what he's choosing over, uh, you know, uh, taking a a medicine that made it to the market so quickly that he doesn't feel confident that uh, all the bugs have been uh, taken out of it. But in any event, so, you know, it's sad, but it is what it is. Death, life and death is real, and it's going to happen to all of us. I wonder also what the hospital's possibility is but people that have um, religious beliefs that prevent them from um, getting blood transfusions. Because I do know someone whose son had every possibility to live, but he, because he changed his religion mm. from what he was to his new religion, he chose not to get blood transfusions. And in the end, that's what killed him. That apparently, by the way, Ron, when, when when you bring up the blood transfusions, I'm always reminded of this. Jenny and I had talked about this just recently. That's the reason we lost Prince. Uh, Prince, who was, you know, absolutely one of my favorite uh, musicians of all time, definitely in my top five. And uh, but but Prince got hooked on on uh, painkillers, pain medication because he needed a hip replacement. But he wouldn't. Um, he was in terrible discomfort. But he wouldn't get the hip. He couldn't get the hip replacement because it required a blood transfusion during the process of that. And Prince had become a Jehovah's Witness, and apparently they don't believe in blood transfusions. So, you know, he, so he, didn't, uh, he didn't get the surgery. There was no way to do it without, uh, without blood. So he didn't get the surgery, and, you know, instead he continued to be hooked on, on uh, painkillers, and, and there was uh, an overdose there. I don't remember what the medication was, but... In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Um, mm. you know, and I, I, I try to be, uh, respectful of everyone's, uh, belief systems and whatnot, but, uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, is, is there even a, is there a religion that a mainstream religion, maybe there is that I'm not aware of where, um, you're not allowed to get vaccinated. I mean, uh, it seems pretty dubious to me when I hear someone say that, well, my religious beliefs are that I can't get vaccinated. It's like, really? And, and does that apply to other vaccines that you're required to have just to go to school? Like, do you have a religious belief that says you can't be vaccinated for polio or smallpox or whatever, too? You know, I always find that dubious. Well, I, I wasn't implying that he had a religious belief. Oh, I know. No, I was just I'm, saying. I'm just, no, yeah, okay. I'm just I'm just I, no, he, that, he's making a poor choice. 
I, I, I just, I got off on that because you mentioned blood transfusions and that reminded me of Prince and how sometimes um, people's uh, religious beliefs can, uh, I say this with all due respect to people who believe whatever they believe, but if, if your religious beliefs are leading you to some very poor health choices, um, maybe, maybe it's, it's worth examining. Um, and, and, you know, Prince was such a heartbreak to me to, to lose him. So when doves cry is my favorite song of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people that, um, don't eat pork because of their religious beliefs and that's fine. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, and I and know you, yeah, and I've spoke with these same people that said in their religion, if there is no other food and to survive, you shall eat the pork, and that's the way it is. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if blood is, if it's down to your survival, yeah. you, don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, my, my belief, Ron, is, and I, I, I think maybe you'll, you'll agree with me, is I think just generally speaking, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whatever it is, I think things like logic and common sense should ultimately overrule everything else, you know? So whatever whatever beliefs you may have, be them religious or ideological or whatever, when you're staring death in the face and, um, you know, I, I think maybe you, you got to just think about, well, what is the smart decision here <laughs> health-wise and, and the rest will sort itself out, you know what I mean? And and if if you really yeah. if, if your religion tells you that well you can't do this or you can't do that to save yourself well maybe you, you know maybe God will forgive you if you uh, you know bend the rules a little bit for the sake of your own survival and this guy by the way who's who can't get his organ transplant now because he won't get vaccinated you know he's got a family and so it's not even just about him he's got he's got children you know so well yeah yeah it's it's tragic absolutely. So I feel- I feel bad that he's not getting it and he's he's doomed, but you know, you, you make your own bed, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You sleep, you know. Exactly. I don't feel hey, bad. Did you listen for to him. Katie? Oh, uh, Katie? Yeah, did you get a chance to listen to her voice? Oh, from uh, yesterday's uh, morning show when when she she yeah was, yeah um, no I didn't get a chance to go back and listen to all of it I mean I heard part of it yesterday she's very talented and so is her dad um, but I haven't had a chance yeah, to yeah both of them for sure I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to what I missed but uh, okay yeah. that's fine yeah yeah all right all right brother I'll uh, I'm gonna hang up and I'll continue listening and uh, I don't know you know it's just one of those sad things yeah you know his family can't this family. I don't know. They might be standing behind his beliefs, but on the other hand, I'm thinking they're the ones that should push it, and they should just push it and, and change his mind. Yeah, maybe it's too late, anyways. Now, yeah, I mean, from what I understand, he's already off. He's off the list. No heart for him. Hey, no heart for him. <laughs> oh well. Okay, pal. All right, Ron. Thank you so much for the call, my friend. Good night. All right. Bye bye. All right. That was our friend Ron. Uh, we're going to get to a break in a couple minutes, but I do want to get to the rest of these great, I see a lot of great Facebook comments and, uh, but if you'd like to chime in too, on the phone, 603-250-6007, uh, DJ Midas is in the chat. Midas, of course, recently celebrating five years here at WMNH with his great show late night delight, which is every Saturday night from midnight to 4am with a replay on Sunday. Midas says my whole house just got through Two harsh weeks of COVID stuff is no joke. Absolutely. 
Well, I, um, I hope uh, I hope everyone's feeling better. Um, you know, I know you've got a you've got a young son, um, so hope hope all is well. Uh, Easy G says uh, Stephen Breyer Supreme Court retires. Who is next? Yeah, we might get to that today in the second hour. We'll see. That was big news that broke today. Uh, apparently, uh, Justice Breyer is upset. He somehow the news leaked out before he had a chance to announce it. Uh, Tony Petrello joins us in the chat. Says sometimes it's nice to uh, listen to your show to get away from the uh, all the COVID talk. <laughs> I never thought I'd be happier to have Crazy Joe call in. LOL. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you what. The one the one nice thing I will say about Crazy Joe, he is not an anti vaxxer He he says. That's one thing I will always agree with him on. He says in those videos that he posts, he says a lot of things I don't agree with, obviously. But one thing I, I do agree with him on that he's, he says is he thinks it's the patriotic thing to do to 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 help your fellow Americans uh, get through this pandemic safely. And um, and he's actually fairly eloquent about it. I'll, I'll even say that, believe it or not. Easy G says, I am one who is happy no more crazy Joe. His act was getting old real fast. Um, Tony uh, Petrello says, I know COVID is real and I'm vaxxed and boosted, but it does get tiring. Where's Gene Simmons when you need him? <laughs> Gene Simmons of KISS? You know, Gene Simmons is very uh, pro-vaccine. Uh, he and Paul Stanley both. But just another reason to be so proud to be a KISS fan. Um, they're, they're pretty outspoken about it, the importance of getting vaccinated and boosted. So Charles says... So, Matt, question, where does that put my wife? She does not want to get the vaccination because she's not sure about it and scared, but she also does the masking and the sanitized thing. Would you put her in that? Well, I'm glad that, uh, um, okay, I'm, I'm glad that she uh, she wears a mask and sanitizes things. So it sounds like she's um, taking it somewhat seriously, but um, it troubles me that she's not vaccinated. I would just wonder... See, here's the thing, too, and, and we've talked about this on the show, but what does her doctor say? Because I've said this, you know, because I know someone um, who uh, who has called into the show who's do- because of uh, some specific health maladies that this person deals with, um, his doctor told him uh, it might be better for him not to get vaccinated. And just to be clear, and I'll, and it's good to restate this, if you're in a situation, if you're not vaccinated because you had a conversation with your doctor, be it your primary care physician or maybe you have some other health provider that you deal with, and they tell you that for whatever reason, for because of your own health situation, they tell you that they don't think that you should get vaccinated, I got no beef with you. What I do have a problem with is the people, and there are so many of them that I've interrupted. Well, we'll get to you in a second, caller. There are so many of them that I've, um, did I say interrupted, that I've interacted with, who if you say to them, okay, you're not getting vaccinated, well, what does your doctor say about it? And they'll say, oh, I I haven't talked to my doctor. I've never asked my doctor about it. I I I went online and did my own research. Two problems with that. Number one, whenever someone says, oh, I did my own research, I know what that means. So in other words, you went to some anti-vax fringe websites that tell you what you already want to hear, or you watched a YouTube video from some quack who's an anti-vaxxer. I get it, right? But the other problem I have is, okay, I'm assuming that any other medical 
question you have in your life, you're going to ask your doctor, right? Anything else, anything that's wrong, anything that doesn't feel right, any a question about medication, you're probably going to have a conversation with your doctor, right? Oh, but when it comes to this one thing, this one thing, you will not engage with your primary care physician about this one issue. Why is that? Why is that? I know why, because your doctor is going to tell you something that you don't want to hear, because ideologically, you think that you are supposed to be anti-vax, and you don't, and you know your doctor doesn't care about what your ideology is or how you vote. Your doctor is going to say, yeah, dummy, of course you got to get vaccinated, and you don't want to hear it, so instead you quote-unquote do your own research. That I have a problem with. What does your doctor say about it? Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? doesn't have a doctor so that's why i wanted to call in because 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 the, the, the facebook chat's kind of lagging and i know you're going to go to break so i wanted to kind of clear this up yeah yeah she doesn't have a doctor she, and she's scared of doctors that's another thing too let's oh. put it this way she has a a continuous back problem a continuous i said go see a go see a uh who, who does with backs uh, i can't believe i i don't know uh, uh, a chiropractor? Anyway, chiropractor yeah yeah thank you she will not go see one Oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to Well, you don't know until you go see one. So mm. I do get she is an idiot on that perspective. <laughs> I get that. So I'm, I'm okay calling my wife an idiot. Listen, you tell me I need to go see a doctor for my health, but you are in pain so much that I have to rub ice on you at least half the week. Oh, really? And, oh, oh, but what they get up fine. Uh, yeah. No, no, I, I've... no. She has she 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 has not done any research. She's against she's against most vaccines anyway. But she doesn't care enough to go ahead and say we need to make masks. You need to wear them. Are you going into the gas station? You wearing a mask? You sanitizing your hands? Well, that... Is Stefan wearing a mask? Our, our youngest son. Make sure he wears a mask. You didn't wear a mask. I'm yelling at you. So. Well, she's... that's good. Down that's our good. To go ahead and do the mask thing. Yeah. That's what I'm. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Where is there a gray area here? Because I hate to go ahead and call my wife somebody that doesn't care. Because it seems like she does, but to the point where she has a lot of reservations in regards to the vaccine. Yeah. Even though her whole family's taken it, even though I've taken it. Yep. But she still has reservations on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. It, it's obviously she does care if she's uh, militant about masking, and which I commend her on. That's great. That's great. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, and I and I certainly have known uh, quite a number of people over the course of my life uh, who are very reluctant and resistant to going to a doctor. Um, I don't know how you. I don't know how you overcome that. I mean, if she's in pain all the time and won't even. Uh, she, obviously, she's pretty I, I, afraid I, I, of mesmerizer. I told, mm. I, I, she, and, and I'm going to try to, and I'm being serious about this, so I'm not joking around. Yeah. She's quite a, quite a big girl up top. I even told her, what about surgery? Yeah. How about getting rid of that extra weight? Because I'll bet you anything that's causing the problem or it's, it's back pain to the, to the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's very she common. Want, she, 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 and she doesn't want to do that. It's like anything I recommend, it's like, oh, this, this will help you. This will help you. Now, what if they make it worse? I yeah. Well, that is that is a big. How do you argue with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the breast reduction surgery. I mean, that is a big step. Any kind of invasive surgery like that, I can understand being intimidated by that. 
But why not? But why not at least go to a chiropractor if she's in back pain all the time? You know what I mean? I mean, or an osteopath. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's, it's like one of those nerves that shoots down her leg. It's like, and they that's do that. I know they help with that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's I've had uh, that. That's I have. I've been having back problems today. Are you? Yeah, I yeah. Think so, I was going to be able to do my show. Who's that? Uh, John Hopwood has joined us. Yeah, sciatica is miserable. I've I've had it, but but only intermittently. I've I've never had it consistently. But yeah, it can be really miserable um, when your back hurts, when your legs hurt. It just makes everything kind of miserable, you know. I got really overweight. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, recently. I, I, that hurt I just the took a look at the time. It's five o'clock. It's hockey hour. <laughs> this is virtual, John Hopwood. Oh, oh, this is actually virtual, John Hopwood. It's it's a newly interactive uh, virtual, John Hopwood. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, anyway, I just want to go ahead and clear the air because I know the the Facebook chat is lagging or it lags behind the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm yeah. glad I'm glad you did, uh, Charles. Thank you. Yep. Take care. All right, you you got it. Bye bye. That's our friend uh, Charles Richardson. Um, before we go to break, uh, I do want to just finish up with these uh, comments here. And welcome, John. Con- Hello. Chime in on anything you'd like. Um, our friend uh, Crystal joins us in the chat and says, I hate when people take out their frustrations on employees, COVID or not COVID. Absolutely. Uh, it's not the employee's fault. They have to follow whatever uh, they are told by their employer, city, state, and federal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Tony Petrello says, Hey, I'd rather listen to a call from Ron. Well, what do you know? Referring to all the COVID talk. We'll we'll do something else in the second hour, I promise. Uh, Karen Cubit joins us in the uh, chat room. Uh, hello, Karen. Karen called us a little bit earlier. Um, Crystal says, I wouldn't be alive without my two blood transfusions. Yep. Uh, Rocky says, I agree with Matt when he said that open-heart surgery makes you vulnerable to viruses. If you remember in the beginning of the onset of COVID, they canceled all elective surgeries because of the risk. Well, that and, and hospitals are so uh, bogged down. Oh, Tony Petrello says, hey, Matt, glad they found your dad's keys. They yeah, did? Yeah, me too. Yeah, they finally found them. They found, I was picking up my father at the cardiac rehab, and our plan was, this was yesterday, and our plan was we were going to leave there go to Summersworth Nissan. They were going to give us a key that would allow us to at least unlock the steering column so then the car right. could be towed. We're, then we're going to have the car towed to Summersworth Nissan where they could make and program the actual keys. And so that was our that was our whole plan. And um, and then as I'm standing there in the room with my dad, as you know, he's waiting for the nurse to give him his paperwork and whatnot, uh, uh, Wentworth Douglas Hospital calls me and uh, the woman from uh, Patient Experience, I think, was the department. She says, uh, hey, I have great news. We found your dad's keys. I was like, wow. Um, Patient Experience? I thought that was one of the bands you were in. No, that was uh, Experienced Patients. Patients. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they did find my, my dad's keys. Well, that's good. Yes. When after my father uh, died at the Danbury Hospital, which used to have lots of billboards, on 84, saying it was one of the top 100 hospitals in America. Somebody stole his clothes. Yeah, I saw that Facebook comment. Yeah. yeah. And then my friend Big Steve, after uh, shows up a week later, because they finished off his brother, who was the vice president of a, of a, of a big company there. You know, they had a real week uh, or two there down at the Danbury Hospital. Jeez, this sounds like it. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's part of. Yeah. Part of life. It is. In America. 
Uh, Crystal says in the chat, people do some weird stuff under the guise of religious beliefs. Oh, and how, and how. <laughs> Jim Jones and his 900-plus drinking poison-flavored Kool-Aid. And killing a congressman, Leo Ryan. Uh, the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and that offshoot uh, Mormon guy who they allowed to have sex with their wives. And Oh, is that David Koresh? Is that Was that his name? Uh, that one cult, cult who all committed suicide to ride on the comet. Oh, the uh, Hale-Bopp uh, people. Well, you can't really, uh, they didn't really hurt anybody, I guess. Just, Maybe, some, uh, just themselves. Uh, Michael Albert is in the chat. Uh, hello, uh, Michael. Um, Rocky Huber says, I think that 5G they inject you with along with the vaccine does wonders for back pain. <laughs> Jesus. Jenny says, sometimes I wonder what choice these peeps would make in other situations like cancer surgeries. Uh, fear stops a lot of people in medicine. It's sad because it's often fixable. Um, Alfredo Enrique Benavides joins us in the chat room and says, no one complains about the Pastafarians. Yes, that's true. Well, I rather enjoy pasta myself. I think we did a uh, show when you were still on Manchester Public TV about the Pastafarians. Did we? Well, you know, a vague net of maybe a couple minutes. Ah, yes. I remember having a graphic of their, their uh, you know, of, a stained glass window with what looked like the spaghetti monster. Ah, Is that yeah. the same thing? Yes. Yeah. He oh, yeah. So we did, you know. He boiled for our sins. Rocky Huber says, I'd drink Kool-Aid if John Hopwood made it. Just saying, LOL. Oh, very nice. Che would you like cherry or grape? You know, the flavor of Kool-Aid is very important. When I was a kid, I can't even believe I used to drink that stuff. all did. Kool-Aid is gross. <laughs> but I remember my mother would make Kool-Aid in the summertime. And uh, there were these different flavors, and I, I remember liking all the flavors, but then all of a sudden, I don't know why this is so stuck in my memory, but uh, I, was just a, I was just a kid, but there was a new flavor. Every once in a while, they would release an, a new Kool-Aid flavor, and uh, there was this new flavor called Strawberry Falls, and it was disgusting. And I think that was the beginning of my realizing that Kool-Aid is actually disgusting. I mean, it's sugar-flavored water. It's gross. Yep. It's nasty. Anyway, let's take a uh, a quick break. Are you sticking around for the second hour? Yes, I uh, put money in my meter. Excellent, excellent. All right, so uh, we're gonna take a uh, break. I'll play. Uh, I'll play a little uh, Hall and Oats for John, his favorite. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and then lucky we'll, nay. And then we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors, and then we will be back with hour number two, a numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Don't go away. Welcome back, everybody. We are well in hour number two, numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And, of course, 
Hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Wednesday, January 26, 2022. John Hopwood is here at the news desk. Howdy, Matt. Howdy. What are you? I have some sad news. Oh, uh, another oh. COVID-related death of a celebrity. Oh, really? Uh, Ozzy. The uh, is dead at the age of sixty-one. Uh, not Ozzy Osbourne. No, Ozzy Osbourne is older than I am. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, Ozzy is the world's oldest male gorilla, silverback gorilla. Oh, and he tested positive at the Atlanta Zoo a couple of months ago. Oh, no kidding! Along with the other gorillas. Oh, and uh, yes, he's passed away. Oh well, very sad. But, you know, usually a gorilla doesn't make it that long anyway. So there's a woman gorilla or female or whatever. I, I feel like I feel like I've said something bad, the word female, in Paris, who's 64. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah, just uh, like the Beatles song. Do you know how long, uh, uh, it occurs to me, I don't know anything about how long gorillas usually live. How, how old do they typically get, do you know? Well, when Ozzy was 48, he became the first gorilla in the history of medical science of his blood pressure taken, and he was considered geriatric back then. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Huh, I'll be damned. The um, other big story that I think we should put out here, WMNH, folks, if you have heating oil here in New England, rather than the traditional wait till it's your oil tank's down to a quarter to order your oil, they saying in Maine where there's a big problem with heating oil deliveries to do it at half a tank. And mm. sure enough, today I called and they said they can't deliver oil for 12 days. Wow. They're scheduling out 12 days and more. Okay. Part of that is probably from what I hear from other people is uh, having problems hiring drivers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but my sister usually always get... I've never gone like one, two days, unless you're on a weekend where they'll bring the oil to you. Right. And she had four days, another provider. Yeah. But I almost, if I had a dental plate, I would have dropped it, Matt. Wow. If I had a tube, a toupee, it would have swirled around in my head. Wow. And, oh, yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the visuals of those two things are. Uh... Right. But you know, I decided against the toupee very early on, you know, and I started balding. <laughs> Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a good shaped head. I have a f very high forehead, but mm -hmm. that's, uh, I'd say, uh, common amongst Hopwoods, but actually I got it from my mother, and all the Hopwoods of my generation have it. Mm -hmm. And her maiden name was Horgan, you know, an Irish name. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. But uh, we kind of, I guess, you know, she went by the name Eileen uh, Hopwood for. Uh, most of her life, you know, 68 years. So, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. Call it the Hopwood forehead. Oh, yeah. I have a cone head. I'm from France. But, uh... <laughs> Do you eat mass quantities? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. The youngins listening are like, huh? But, uh... You're an old fart? No. I guess so. I guess so. Well, I do want to remind everyone, of course, we are sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan right across the street. And, uh, tomorrow night is Trivia Night. 
hosted by the great Bill Sini. And they have another Gender Blender event coming up on February 5th. And just, Is Erica Gagnon going to be there? Well, I wondered, based on that uh, that picture that we saw, which has actually been removed, apparently. Removed from what? Uh, why from, would the uh, morning show uh, remove it? No, it's uh, from uh, Facebook. Uh, I went to comment on it, and uh, I could no longer comment on it. I have it. a picture of it. Oh, do you? I took a screenshot from my show. <laughs> did, you, did you really? Yeah, it was the last Ward 13 today. What do you mean? The oh, where we have a new name next week. You've changed. How many times have you changed the name? Yeah, but it always goes show? back. Well, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, it was Ward 13. Then when you were co-hosting with me, we tried the Phil Boyd Studge Hour, but that got yeah. canceled. Uh, faster than the Tammy Grimes show back in the 1960s, you know, one episode. Uh huh. Then what did I try? I tried. Uh, I can't even remember. I now. can't either. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I ran for uh, something at large. I I called myself Hoppin at large for a bit, but you know that was a, a gross and <laughs> unethical pitch for votes, which I only got 500. What was it called? There was a name. There was another because name. Because it, it, it was a close to Glenn, RJ, or let the people's mayor's old newspaper. If I look at the uh, IPM Nation it YouTube channel, I can find it. didn't have the channel, name of, What was it called? It. Yeah, it, it's funny. I'm, I'm trying to blank out because remember. whatever that other name was that you're thinking of, it was called that for a while. For a while, for like months and it, months. And then you finally went back to Ward 13. And Glenn actually complimented me for because, you know, the name was close to his. Now, what is the, uh, while I look for that, so what is the new name? WPYP TV Manchester. WPYP. Yes. What is. Uh... Because as I told Eric Pilcher, who was on my show today. Oh, he was. 40 minutes. We we're talking about Apocalypse Now and The Godfather. Oh. I, I, I think that the two of us are going to do a podcast on classic movies. Oh, no kidding. Oh, that's. So enjoyable talking to him. That's really cool. Yeah, we love Eric. Eric's great. And uh, I said, uh, the name of the book I'm writing is We Pick Your President. But that's too ponderous a title, you know, for a, a show. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. So WPYP. Wow, very good. Although, you know, it does have the disadvantage of having two P's in there, but I don't think uh, you know, make that much of a difference. Right, right. You know, nobody wants to inadvertently trigger memories of micturation, uh, which is the Greek-based uh, uh, word for urination, or any type of... Uh, bodily function involving waste in their listener but you know pick 
president, PP. You know, what can you what can you do, Matt? Right, what right. Can you do. I'm actually, uh, yeah. We pick your president here in New Hampshire. We pick your president, and we definitely gave you Donald Trump. I'm way back in 2019 on here, and I'm so no. That was back in 2018. 2018 was when the show had the other name. I can't remember what it is. I know I'll be able to find it. I thought and I'd be able to a, find it. And this is so I, I'll just, while you're doing that, what should I talk about? Oh, well, we had an interesting show today, uh, but we can't talk about the first 20 minutes where I talked about uh, a messianic uh, local politician who wants to redeem uh, the Queen City, which is the nickname for Manchester. Yes. Because traditionally, you know, if a city is the biggest city in a state, but it's not the capital, it's the Queen City, the capital being the King City. Boston is both the biggest city and the capital of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. But here we have Concord, Mm-hmm. And that's the way we pronounce Concord, you know, Concord, and that's where the capital is. And it's a, it's a quaint little city. You used to live in uh, Concord uh, or Concord, didn't you? I did. So I'm all the way back in 2018, and I'm still seeing Ward 13. But <laughs> I've got to be. I've got to be. It's close. all it's on your platform. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just kind of scrolling through, thinking I'll. It had see to do it. something. What was with Glenn's newspaper's name? Um, do we have Glenn on? The, oh, call him up. Did it have Queen City? In, was Queen, Queen City? In City the yeah, it was Queen, Queen City, City Chronicles. Chronicles. That's it. The Queen City Chronicle. There we because go. Because we had the C- Chronicle. Yeah. Queen City Chronicle. Now, uh, and uh, that really wasn't the. Uh, uh, it'd be better for like Glenn, Glenn R. G. because Glenn is of the Queen City. Yes. Yes. Queen City. He loves this place uh, almost as much as Lewiston, Maine. Or the International Bridge at Mudwomp. By the way, uh, Scott Robinson joins us in the chat, one of your biggest fans, and he says, can John be the entertainment reporter? No, 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 no. That's something for a younger person. Ah, yes. Entertainment reporting is a young man's game. Scott, uh, there's a lot of exciting things that are be going on in Ward 9. Send me a uh, Facebook message. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, Ward 9. Um. 603-250-6007 is the number if you'd like to join us, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook Live chat. But the best thing to do is to call us at 603-250-6007. Uh, today is Wednesday, so I do want to remind you all, too, that tonight Jenny will be uh, on the, the Charles Richardson Show. We talked to Charles a couple of times earlier. But Jenny is one of the co-hosts on that program. Uh, the show is on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Jenny is officially on every Wednesday and Friday. And uh, so that will be on tonight from 7 to 9 p.m., also, John uh, reminded me, uh, Gonzo. Uh, congratulations to Gonzo and his wife. They have a new. Uh, they have a new child. What's the child's name? I can't remember. Erica. No, I don't think so. No, I can't remember. It was an unusual name. I forget what it is now. But congratulations to them. Detachable. De- that's the name of the kid. That would, be an un- that would be an unusual name well, to be like Detachable Gonzalez. That would be an unusual. Well, I I don't know if you know this, but I uh, in high school I. 
Some friends and I had a band called Detachable Gonzalez. It was uh, yeah, but that was with a Z at the end. Well, that's he has true. an S at the end because he's Polish. Remember? Yeah, right. The Polish Gonzalez. Yes. Yeah, a very unusual uh, name for Pole, but you know, what can you do? Uh, now, that, now, Matt, that, uh, I just want to say uh, a new name in the chat room. Hello to Squirming Coil. Who uh, likes the detachable Gonzo? LOL. Squirming, Squirming coil. Also, is a, that another great name for a band? Is that like one of those uh, birth control devices uh, that were popular in the seventies? I was a squirming uh, coil. I was uh, uh, too young uh, in the seventies to know. Ooh, All man. I know is if it was, I'm glad my parents didn't use one, or I wouldn't be here. What if Jesus? What if Jesus's parents? What were the name Joseph and Mary? Yes. Joseph and Mary. Well, what if Joseph and Mary had gotten an abortion? Did you ever think of that, Matt Covington? Uh, yes. Would he have come back? You know, well, his soul was even more immortal than our immortal souls. Oh, uh, perhaps he had been aborted in an earlier life. Squ- incarnation. Apparently, Squirming Coil is the first song on the B-side of the Fish album Lawn Boy. Well, is this the guy that's going to call in and just use all, like, uh, band names? I I don't know, but uh, I did look it up, too. Also, Squirming Coils were, in fact, recalled uh, by the FDA in 1978. So that answers your uh, question. Um, Hey, can I ask you about, uh, so uh, what's going to happen? Is uh, Putin going to invade Ukraine? Why would he have to do that? I don't think we've talked about that with you. We've talked about it on the show, but not with you. Why would he have to invade uh, Ukraine? There's nothing there. Well, he, all, uh, well, he wants to. He's nostalgic for the days of Mother Russia. Well, the the Rus was in Kiev uh, before it established itself in Moscow or Moskva. And I don't understand why people don't say it's Moskva in Russian. How hard is that to say? But you got the you know we say Moscow, but then the English Moscow. Moscow. And then suddenly, like 10, 15 years ago, everybody likes CBS News. Moscow. Because everybody, you know, the WASP, the Anglo-Saxon, which, you know, I'm a part of that culture, uh, although poor, so, you know, didn't go very far. Uh, you know, everybody, we got overthrown like a generation ago or more in a long-going process. Mm-hmm. Being a WASP isn't the thing that it was. But everybody... Oh, everybody wants to be in their mind, you know, no matter how this, that, or what, radical or self-identify. They all want to be, like, English, like in the Masterpiece Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm watching The Crown. Uh, or they're watching a show made up about my cousin, Diana. Uh-huh. Diana Spencer, the Princess of Wales. I mean, it's really irritating. I mean, I don't want to watch this crap, but I'm part of the old plan. I've heard it's a great show, but I've never seen it. I watch very little television. I, I've watched hardly any television. Uh, you don't consider Pornhub TV? Uh, I don't know what that is. Now, yeah. uh, but neither I, do I. Yeah, never heard of it. Now, uh, but I, I do have a friend in radio who told me once that he was taught in broadcasting school. They had an expression. There's no cow in Moscow. And that's why they say Moscow. That's like a rule. There's no oh, cow I in Moscow. Made an obscene gesture. Now, so uh, Moscow. Do you think that uh, Putin is just menacing because he's trying to get something else? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, sure. Is that what you think? Yeah, of course. Okay. Right. I didn't. He's know if- pressuring. He can pressure the West. Uh, you know, you don't have to go to war. You can just pressure. It, right. Pressure. 
that's part of geopolitics. We used, there used to be uh, war games, you know, played with the first simulations. You put troops here, and that triggers a response. From, you know, Russia put if uh, Russia would put troops on the border of Iran by the Shah, that will engender a response from the United States, and it ratchets up the defense condition going towards nuclear war. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the United States invaded Iran to get, try to get the hostages. That was a real breach of, you know, the balance of power. Iran was pro-West. Russia had briefly tried to occupy it in World War II, but didn't succeed because, you know, when you have Hitler uh, <laughs> right on the outskirts of Stalingrad and Leningrad, you've got bigger problems. You know, I remember that. I remember, um, I remember that morning, and I was just a little guy. When you were in Stalingrad? No. I remember the morning when uh, when Carter sent them in to get the hostages, and it was you know a disaster. And I, I remember asking my dad about it and him explaining it to me. Tom Massingale and I were we were at BU. We were in a, a crappy somebody's crappy apartment, listening to it mm. on the radio, and because they had instituted the draft, and everybody had the register of the draft, unless you were born in '58 and '59, and so we didn't have to. Oh. So we didn't have to make the decision of registering for the draft or not. And we both, you know, we were president of the College of Liberal Arts Student Government. We did stuff to, like, you know, finance a bus to go down to a draft protest and mm-hmm. wash and everything. It was bull, you know, Jimmy Carter. It was bull. And uh, the whole thing about the draft and that. But that was scary. Yeah. But, and later on, I found out because, you know, people like my brother, who was in the Air Force, who'd never had any uh, combat training and had qualified with a M16 modified for 22 uh, long rifle ammunition, not the, uh, the you know, the 223 that w- we fired in the Army. I mean, he wasn't prepared for that. They were getting, they were putting them, getting ready to put them on the C-5s, the big uh, aircraft. To send them to Iran. It was just such a cluster. Mm. And they allowed all these tens of thousands of troops, if not who knows how many, to call mom at home. So anybody, you know, Iran must have known what was going to happen because the Soviets would have picked up the traffic. Everybody would have. They know what's happening, that they're going to move these trips and invade Iran. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy Carter couldn't pull that off. Yeah. I mean, well, it was, it was, but that happens, you know, when you, when you send in the helicopters and they go down. It was a risk. It was no, a big it was risk. A very badly, it was very badly prepared. It was under, understaffed. Five helicopters in a, a situation like that is not enough. I'm sure your father could talk about mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. It was just so badly planned because I remember the Washington Post did this great uh, piece right after it happened about what happened. Yeah. I mean, it was, the United States was humiliated. But my point is, is by going into Iran, that would affect the balance of power and the Soviet Union would have reacted. And they were prepared, the Defense Department, to throw tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of troops into there. Yeah. Which, but I'm just saying, just a few troops in any place is enough to pressure somebody the, the, the beauty of being like a pl- country like Russia, you don't have to do much to actually really follow things up for the United States mm-hmm. or the West or to project your power. First of all, Germany is falling right into line because 
39% of the energy in the uh, EU and probably more in Germany comes from Russia. Yeah. So they could destroy the German economy like that. Yeah. And so they just, you just move, uh, the Chinese are great at that. The Chinese have invaded India in my lifetime. I don't remember the Indian one because it's three years old, 1962. And uh, Vietnam in 79. They go in, they go in briefly, and then they pull out. They may, they establish what they want. They get what they want. They're not stupid like France or the United States or Russia or the Soviet Union. Oh, we'll occupy this hellhole, you know? Like if it's Vietnam, the French French got utterly defeated, and then we got utterly defeated in the exact same ways. Yeah. That's the best and the brightest. Pulitzer Prize winner from, uh, you know, one of the great books. We did every error that the French did. And then Soviet Union is defeated in Afghanistan, a primitive country, if we can use a term like that, backward mm-hmm. country. Of course, it's being supplied with arms from the United States, a book from the Soviet Union. You just have to supply mm-hmm. just a little, and that will tie down one of the biggest armies of its time, which was a paper tiger, but that's a different uh, yeah, you've situation. Talked, yeah, you've, you've... But look at Iraq defeated, uh, uh, Afghanistan defeated the United States. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to actually uh, project your power. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that much, you know. I've been, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, we've been talking about it on the show, and I've, I've said, and actually uh, Mike Sutterth and I were talking about it yesterday, and, and we agreed that, you know, we don't think that Putin is actually uh, going to invade. But what would he get for it? Well, well, he's he, going to keep the Crimea, he, right? Well, of course, but, but that was part of Russia that was given yeah. to Ukraine by Khrushchev when he was trying to establish himself in '54 as you know the boss. Yeah, you know the, the boss of bosses, the capital to the. <laughs> but he needs an off ramp, right? Uh, Putin needs needs to be able to say that he got something out of this, and I wonder what that is. What do you think? What would he get out of it? Well, he likes to, uh, to, to he likes to screw with the United States. Mm-hmm. It turns out from everything I've read, the, uh, the, his interference in our elections with Trump is grossly over exaggerated. That the uh, fantasy is coming apart. But mm-hmm. you know, that's the point when you're reporting news. That's part of the, you know, there's news and there's history. But uh, it seemed like a valid scenario at the time. That must have irritated him to no end. Mm-hmm. He, the whole thing about the Russia is just to establish itself and keep itself secure. That's been their entire, from the Russian empires to the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. they called establish a defensive glacis. A glacis is, is a fort, and then there are works and land surrounding the fort that have to be kept too. That's okay. called the glacis. They used to think, Poland, you know, Poland was the glacis. Poland was once part of the Soviet Union, and that's why they had the uh, satellite countries of Eastern Europe. But uh, Ukra- Ukraine, Ukraine only means the frontier. I've always, it always astounds me how Russians hate the Ukrainians because everybody hates everybody. That's where diver- you know, oh, diversity, diversity. Well, countries that are diverse, even like Belgium when I was in Germany, and they all, the different three major ethnic groups in Belgium all hated each other. <laughs> but, uh, we have a, uh, 
to me, a Ukrainian Russian, it's almost like you're dealing between Northern Ireland, a Protestant, and a Catholic. It's a little, little different, but it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost like a Ukrainian is a Southerner in the United States. And well, look at we had a civil war. Asked yep. about ready to have the phone go ding-a-ding. We have a call. Is that uh, uh, our uh, 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 beloved uh, Glenn R. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Ding-a-ling. Hey, is this Manchester, New Hampshire? I've called. No. I was trying to actually reach the Howie Casio. Oh boy, Howie, is that you, Howie? I, I just, uh, Howie, when are you gonna retire? <laughs> because it looks like I'm compelled to finally retire. Howie, I was gonna work till I was eighty. You know what I mean? Oh, oh and my And then goodness. take a risk, but it doesn't look that way. No, no. <laughs> All right, man. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm not going to uh, hold the, the radio show up, especially when you talk about the Civil War. You know, that freaks me out. The War of the Rebellion. <laughs> <Yeah>. properly. <laughs> the War of Rebellion. Hey, is is that John? Yes, that right is uh, John Hopwood. John, is here, oh, yes. John, I got to tell you, listen, I want to acknowledge this publicly. Matt knows this. I could get in some trouble, but what the heck? After you have a uh, major heart surgery, you see things differently. You know what I mean, John? So here's the thing. And I know you love history like I do, John. In that 1864 election, oh, yeah. when Lincoln was behind, remember? And Lincoln oh, yeah. was behind for a while in the polls. And that knucklehead McClellan, who never advanced on anybody except maybe his wife, I said it respectfully. Um, <laughs> little joke. But uh, so he was ready to compromise. You guys do what you want with slavery. We'll do what we want in the North. And finally, Sherman and uh, Grant Broke began through. to have victories and it turned the tide. But here's the acknowledgement, John. Don't tell anybody. I know it's I'm going to be on a record now, but I voted for Lincoln twice during that election. I was so frightened. Mm-hmm. Will you forgive me? I am pro Abe Lincoln. Oh, yeah. yeah. My yeah, great, great, great grandfather fought in the War of the Rebellion for the Union, which was unusual because yeah. he came from Litchfield, New Hampshire, which was a copperhead Democrat, you know? Huh. That's Dem- right. Yeah. That's right. So. And then yeah. you had Frank Franklin Pierce, who wasn't exactly a trailblazer by any who used good man, to, and he had who kept terrible his tragedy correspondence with Jefferson Davis through the War of the Rebellion. They uh, a, a, a group was going to lynch him the night of uh, of Lincoln yep. uh, being assassinated, but he was a he was a very good uh, advocate, a lawyer, and he went out and he calmed them down. Yes, yeah, hmm. but he the, was yeah he he was very bright, very sensitive. But he, you know, he and had he that lost tragedy. His child in that terrible accident, John. The, the, the railroad the accident. That was awful. And oh, that uh, made uh, uh, made him an alcoholic, I think, or or he was. Yes, have, that's right. Yeah. And his that's wife, right, John, yeah, absolutely, went into such a depression. And I think that 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 obviously affected his presidency adversely too. You know, yeah. it was just just a terrible, terrible thing to have happen. So anyway, I won't hold you guys up, uh, John. I appreciate your. Uh, your historical per, uh, perspectives. We well, need thank that. You. you know, I talked. I talked to some young uh, social workers, some some of whom I supervise, and uh, they don't get it, John. They don't. They don't appreciate history. They don't know. History, Nobody ever know? does, and that's the tragedy. Because as Santayana yes, said, those who don't know history are condemned to repeat it. But, Absolutely, uh, George Santayana. Yes, I, I agree. Um, well, listen, guys, good work. And I just wanted to thank Matt publicly and Jenny publicly and the team for all their support. Um, it's not an easy thing to go through. It's interesting. No, it's I was, as I told Matt, I was list, I was reading an article by this uh, nutritionist on the left coast. <laughs> I call it the left coast. Like and um, he, was, he was very good. You know, it's a Mediterranean diet, not too much pasta, though. 
And uh, but then at the end of the article, he said, when you hit 75, everybody, the body begins to break down. That's absolutely true. Sometimes substantial ways. So I thought, John and Matt, hey, he's not talking about me, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Within four weeks, bada bing, bada boom. You know what I mean? I told Matt about, remember, I told you about that at 75. My father was this macho, macho guy. And another person I know at 75, something just. It just happens, uh, and it doesn't even have to have like a tragedy, like the heart attack or anything. It's just—I don't know no. why it's seventy-five, but it might be biblical. Suddenly, you know, yeah. my father yeah, tried to I lift so. a thirty-two-inch Sony TV, which weighed like one hundred seventy-five yeah. pounds, and it sat him right down. Really? And he was never the same after. That. Oh wow! <laughs> well, he had. Oh yeah, no. He was always this. Yeah. Those Don't things can like happen to us, no. yeah. But we have to have faith and hope and keep going. You oh, know? Yeah. One of the worst things is you get depressed about it and you feel lonely, and then it makes it worse. Mm. No, it's not what, good. One of the things that uh, I guess I was an agnostic. My father was agnostic or an atheist, but he had cancer. Was and he? Pain was so bad. Oh, I'm sorry. He had his World yeah. War II Polish raid and pistol with a Nazi thing stamped yeah. on it. Yeah. And I wish we hadn't sold it after he died because it's worth thousands of dollars now. But he oh, said yeah. that he yeah. had that. And he said he was going to kill himself. And he said, you know, he hadn't talked to yeah. God in a long time. He said, if you don't relieve the pain. Yeah. And I remember my stepmother, he never touched me, came up to me because she had absorbed yeah. a lot of his agnosticism, yeah. which was of that oh, sure. time. And she said, I can't, you know, it stopped. And then eventually my father yeah. and I both went and <laughs> baptized as congregationalists. Yeah. Really? That's interesting. Oh, I, I've, I've, never, yeah. I've never heard you tell that story. Wow. Yeah, because my father's huh. not, you know, the pain was so horrible from cancer. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, and he appealed, he appealed to God and God relieved the pain, you know. You, huh. could, say, you yeah. could have it. Yeah. You could have yeah. your own explanation of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, sometimes, sometime, no, I, I believe that fully, John. Sometimes, uh, sometime I got to tell you guys about an experience I had in Norfolk, Virginia. I'm not going to say it today. I know Norfolk, Virginia well. <laughs> similar kind, similar kind of experience, metaphysical experience with God, John. Though. Yeah. And uh, I'll never. Uh, it changed my life. I'll never forget it. I, I came back from Southeast Asia, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I got out. Although I was leaning toward the priesthood at that point, but it was an amazing event. But very similar. And John, I got to tell you, my dad made the Normandy landing. And so he yeah. was a brother with your father, if you know what I mean. Well, he, my brave, father was brave man. My father was joined when he was a kid and they missed yeah. the invasion of Japan because of the bomb. But his father was a combat yes. veteran in world war one in France, Samahil yes. and all that. Here's the thing. My father inherited his agnosticism from his father who always said, I'll bend my knee to no man. I mean, they went to church. <laughs> yeah. uh, he'd go to church because you had to do that. And he was the head of the American Legion, New Hampshire, coming after that. But what he oh, yeah. told my yeah. uncle, who was also a, my great uncle or uh, great grand, grand uncle, who was also a combat sure. veteran and told my father because, you know, combat veterans yeah. don't often tell anybody but what they went through but he was stuck in no man's land and he couldn't find his way back and he heard christ Christ was in a bonfire the voice it was jesus telling him which way to go and addressing him by his name and yes oh yes and so here's an ignore you know no atheists and foxholes i believe that's true to a great degree i've never seen combat but he actually had an experience like that and he was agnostic and he was probably agnostic afterwards too but yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, there's a, but at least there's a tenuous relationship there when yeah, that happens. You're right. right. <laughs> you know, and you don't. We don't know what they're thinking and feeling inside because those men you're talking about, and to a certain degree, my generation too, to some extent, they would hold much in. You know, they would hold oh, a lot in. My father, yeah, hold everything, and even when yeah. he was, I'd bring him back from radiation treatment, and he'd be trying yeah. to hold the, uh, 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 you know, not express any pain or anything. And you could see him yeah. shaking right, from yeah. the radiation. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he was brought up by his yeah. father, a World War II <laughs> combat veteran. You know, you don't yeah. show any emotion. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, we gotta we gotta wrap up, but oh, uh, good hearing from you. Yeah, Dad, yeah. I'm uh, I'm very glad to hear from you because you know we're, and your car, we're trying you're to getting it back. We're trying to reach you earlier, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes, <laughs> yes, he does have his car. Thank God. <laughs> no kidding. Well, that was a miracle, John. Yeah. That was a miracle yeah. from God. I'm telling yeah, you. Speaking uh, of, yeah, oh, yeah, it that's was. That's another story. I'll shut up. I know you guys got to wrap up. Oh, but oh. thanks again, Matt. Thanks, John, for all you yeah. do. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, Dad. Love you. Thank you for the call. You're welcome. My pleasure. Love you, too. Right, Peace. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just quickly, the only thing Putin wants is he wants Ukraine to fall in line, you know? Yeah. He's pressuring, but going to war, what's he going to accomplish? If it was, it might be border skirmishes. Right. But, you know, <clears throat> Russians want—Soviet Union was the second great power of the world, and they still psychologically think of themselves that way. Yeah. Well, they've yeah. still got the nukes. But, uh, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. All right. Well, John, thank you oh, so thank much. Thank you for this having is, me on. This has been wonderful. And uh, thank you to everybody who called today. Don't forget tonight, Jenny will be on the Charles Richardson Show, as she is every Wednesday and Friday. And if you miss any part of this program today, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, MattConnerton.com. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. And uh, I will talk at y'all a little bit later. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one Text the word grade to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text grade to 323232 now. Text grade to 323232.